Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Welcome to Weathering the Storm. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I thank you so much for being with me today on this podcast. Uh, If you've never listened before, this is a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm extremely thankful for this opportunity uh, to be with you through this avenue of a podcast, and I'm extremely grateful that this podcast is a part of the Scattered Abroad Network. If you will, please go like us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, uh, please check out our website at scatteredabroad.org, and certainly please pray for our effort as we strive to get the gospel out to as many people as possible. In this season, we're looking at biblical examples of individuals who faced the storms of life and were able to weather them by placing their trust in God. In our last episode, we examined the example of Joshua. And in this episode, we want to consider the example of Ruth. Ruth was a wonderful, godly woman who faced very difficult times but was able to come out on, on the positive side of things as she weathered the storms of loss and loneliness. You know, there are critics of the Bible who like to say that uh, women are degraded and downgraded in the scriptures, but nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, when you read the Bible, you find that women are elevated by God. Ruth is certainly one of those women, and this book bears her name, and she's certainly one who we can learn a lot from her and her example. But think of some other godly women mentioned in Scripture. What about Eve, the mother of all living? Or Sarah, the faithful wife of, uh, of Abraham? Or Hannah, the mother of Samuel? And to think about the wonderful prayer that she offered uh, unto God. You think about Anna the prophetess there in the book of Luke. I think about the widow who gave two mites. And the Lord uh, Jesus saw that and said that she gave more than the, more than the rest because she gave out of her poverty. We think about the, the godly women who were at the tomb there in Matthew 28, and they ran to bring the good news to the disciples. You think about the women there in Luke chapter 8 who uh, supported Jesus in his ministry. What about uh, Eunice and Lois, the mother and grandmother of, of Timothy, who taught him the scriptures? And no doubt Paul brings that out twice in his epistle to Timothy. We could go on and on and uh, considering these great women and what they did and I'm sure I've left a ton out, but just wanted to share a few examples with you to again reiterate the fact that women are elevated in Scripture, not put down. What about Proverbs 31? <laughs> I'd be remiss if I left that one out. The virtuous woman. And so again, the Bible elevates women like no other book even begins to do. And today we want to look at the example of this godly woman by the name of Ruth and learn much from her that it may help us in weathering the storms that we may face in this life. If you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to the book of Ruth, a short book that is takes place chronologically between Judges chapter 5 and Judges chapter 6. This was a time when the judges ruled 
These were the days that there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. It's a very difficult time for God's people, and yet in the midst of that we have the book of Ruth. It's only four short chapters, but everything in this, this great book is powerful, and we can learn much from it. As we open up to the book of Ruth, notice with me in verse 1. It came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, again, that, that dark period of time, that there was a famine in the land. A certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. The names of his two sons were Mahon and Kilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. They went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Kilion also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. As we come to our first point in this episode today, we want to consider that even though Ruth lost her husband, she lost her father-in-law, she lost her brother-in-law, and her sister-in-law, she maintained her faithfulness to her mother-in-law. We see right off the bat that, that she had to weather this, this difficult storm. Look at all the loss around her. But as we continue reading, I want you to notice how she stayed faithful to Naomi. Verse 6, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that's Naomi, that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was, her and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Now Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return to your mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I should hope and I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth, notice, clung to her. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Why don't you return after your sister-in-law? Did you notice the language there from Naomi? She tells her daughter-in-laws, you don't owe me anything. You don't need to stay here. My sons are gone. My husband's gone. I have, I have nothing to offer you. Why don't you go back home and, and start over? But I love the language there that says Ruth clung to her. And on that note, we have a beautiful, beautiful passage here in Ruth chapter 2 beginning in verse 16. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you, or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. 
the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Verse 18, when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Naomi could see in Ruth and hear it in her voice that she was going to stay faithful to her. What a great lesson we can learn from Ruth. You know, Ruth could have looked at her situation, looked at her circumstance and said, you know, this is just so horrible. This is terrible. I'm just going to go back home and we'll start over. But instead, you see her loyalty. You see her faithfulness being there for her mother-in-law. And so even though she lost so much, what she didn't lose was her faithfulness. And I want you to notice in that great text there in Ruth 2 that she made a decision. Your people should be my people, and notice your God will be my God. Because of that commitment and that decision, everything will change for the better. In the second place, as we continue looking at the example of Ruth, I want you to notice with me that she stepped up to provide for her family. She didn't allow her circumstances. She didn't allow the fact that she was now a widow and and her, her mother-in-law was now a widow. She didn't use that as a hindrance or an excuse not to go and, and provide, not to go and, and, and be active. And so as we continue on in uh, Ruth chapter 1, we notice that uh, the two of them went until they came unto Bethlehem. Of course, Bethlehem being the house of bread. This is a very, very important, important city. She feels as if she's been neglected. Naomi is, as feels as if God has, has dealt her a bad card. But because of Ruth's faithfulness, she's going to be encouraged. And so they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. With that, we get into chapter 2. And here's where I want to discuss the fact that, 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 that Ruth went to work. There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Let me go to the field. Let me glean heads of grain after him, in whose sight I may find favor. Let me go to work. Let me help provide for you. And so she said, Go, my daughter. And in verse 3, she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was the family of Elimelech. You know, I always kind of chuckle when I see that. She just so happened to be in that particular spot at that particular time. It reminds me of Moses when he was a baby. And it just so happened that Miriam was there at the right time. And it just so happened that she was able to take him back to Jacobed to wean the child. I believe we see the providence of God on display here. As we see Ruth being in the right place where she could find Boaz. Verse 4. Behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? The servant said, Is this the young uh, Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab? And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came, and she's continued until morning until now. And so what Boaz was able to learn about Ruth is that she's a worker. She's active. And again, no doubt, her faithfulness to her mother-in-law and, and showing that she was going to help her and provide for her is, is such a wonderful testament to the loyalty of Ruth. Verse 8, Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. You stay right here. You get, you get the good grain. 
Verse 10, she fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said, Why have I found favor in your eyes, and that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And Boaz said to her, It's been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you have left your father and mother and the land of your birth, and you have come to a people whom you did not know before. And I love verse 12. The Lord repay your work and a full reward being given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. You know what Boaz noticed? That God was with her, and that she did the right thing to step up and be there for her her family. And so even in the face of much loss and pain, Ruth was able to weather the storm by staying busy, by staying active, by staying faithful, by staying loyal. And no doubt the Lord would repay her work. And friends, the Lord will repay our work if we stay faithful to him and and live for him. What a great example in Ruth. Verse 13, she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me. You have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I'm not like one of your maidservants. She felt as if she was an outsider and didn't deserve it, but no doubt she was thankful. In verse 19, her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today? Where did you work? I think those are two profound questions. I wonder if the Lord were to ask us those questions, what would we say? He knows what we're doing. He knows whether or not we're working. And she goes and tells her her mother-in-law the wonderful blessing that she was able to work in the vineyard of Boaz. And in verse 20, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. No doubt, this is God's this is God's work and God's providence, and how He cares for His people. Ruth made that decision. Your God will be my God. She stayed loyal to to Him. She stayed loyal uh, to Naomi, and because of that, she's going to be rewarded. And this is what allowed her to weather the storm. The third and final point I want to stress in this episode is that Ruth was able to weather this storm of loss and loneliness by staying faithful and loyal. But we also see God using a sad situation to bring about a faithful family and a positive end. When you go to chapter 4 of the book of Ruth, we find that Boaz is the kinsman redeemer of Ruth. And so Boaz would take Ruth and she became his wife, chapter 4 and verse 13. When he went into her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. The woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a close relative, and may his name be famous in Israel. May he be to you a restorer of life, a nourisher of your old age, for your daughter-in-law who loves you is better than seven sons has borne him. So Naomi took this child and laid him on her bosom, became a nurse to him. And the neighbor women came and gave him a name, saying, This is born a son to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. Now you might be asking, Why is this significant? Why is this important? Let's continue reading for a moment. Obed is the father of Jesse, and Jesse is the father of David. Now this is the genealogy of Perez, who begot Hezron, who begot Ram, who begot Amenadab, Amenagab begot Nashon, Nashon begot Salmon, Salmon begot Boaz, Boaz begot Obed, Obaz begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David. Friends, without Ruth and her loyalty, her faithfulness, her great work ethic, 
being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing for the right reason. Without her, we wouldn't have had David. David was a man for God's own heart. David was one of the great examples that we have in Scripture. He was one of the kings there in Jerusalem. And when you open up the New Testament, what do you read about Jesus? The son of God, the son of Abraham, the son of David. And no doubt David played a very, very important part in the scheme of redemption. The sweet psalmist of Israel, thinking about all the psalms that he penned, that brings us so much comfort today. Without Ruth, there wouldn't have been a David. And so we see because of her her great loyalty and faithfulness and because she she didn't allow the, the difficult circumstances of life to keep her down. She was able to weather the storm and look at the beautiful outcome that God allowed to take place. What is the application? What can we learn from Ruth and, and her ability to weather the storm with God's help? Number one, we suffer loss. But it's not what happens to us that defines us, but how we respond. We lose loved ones. We lose friends and, and, and we lose uh, our brethren, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And a lot of times we suffer with that and it hurts us deeply. But we learn from Ruth that how we respond matters. And, and her response to all the loss around her, she turned it into something very positive and we can too. Number two, when we are faced with loss and loneliness, instead of throwing in the towel, we like Ruth can go to work. And think of ways that we can help others. We can use our energy to help other people. And by helping others, it will certainly help us in the long run. You know, the Bible teaches that Christians are to help others, to bear one another's burdens, Galatians 6.2, to do good unto those, to all men, especially those of the household of faith, Galatians 6.10. And no doubt Jesus said he came not to be served, but to serve, giving us that great example that we ought to be servants. And we learned that from Ruth. By serving others, by thinking of others, putting them before herself, it was it all worked out for Ruth in a great, great way. But number three and finally, we learn from this great account of Ruth that God can use a sad situation and make it positive for us and for generations to come. You know what I do for my family will pay dividends in the future, either negative or positive. But if I do my part to bring up my children, the nurture and admonition of the Lord, because the, char the charge is fathers provoke not your children to wrath. The father is the spiritual leader of the household. He is to guide the home. No doubt I need the help from my wife, and I'm thankful that she's a godly wife and a godly mother. But remember, fathers and husbands who may be listening, what we do for our children, what we do in leading our families, that's going to last for generations to come. Look at what happened with Ruth and Boaz. The generations following brought about David and a long list of faithful people to God. So much that we can learn about Ruth, but no doubt, let's, let's use this example and allow it to help us to weather the many storms that we may be facing in this life. I thank you so much for listening, and I hope that this episode will help you in some way to weather the storm. Thank you, and to God be the glory. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. 
That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.